Right, guys, welcome back to Football for Fantasy with Latch and Kayan. And today's a special slash different episode. Um, we're going to be talking about the managers, mainly Tuchel, and do we believe his sacking was justified? But we're going to touch up on um, Scott Parker and who else is potentially going to get fired next and if they should even be in the job. Yeah. So, I, you know, I want you to start off with this because, obviously, Chelsea fan. Go on, um, ask me away. <laughs> uh, why do you think they've done this? Because I, I don't really understand the timing of this sacking. I think you're starting off with the hardest question, to be honest. I think it it didn't make sense to me from a perspective of you just spent $250 million where without a sports director... And basically, it was almost too short handpicking his signings, right? Yeah. Kind of classify like Sterling is like a bait one. Maybe Kudabali is like an obvious one as well. But you can make the case for Fafana or... Uh, Bamiang. I'm not too fussed about because it was only 10 million. But like... Yeah. But... It. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you, you back someone so heavily and and then you just fire away. And... That's what doesn't make sense to me. But then when you look at it from a, obviously, results point, it's not been great. But I think the more worrying part is the performances, right? Is yeah, poor performances, poor preseason, literally only one good game against Tottenham. And it's also followed on from last year, right? We threw the Champions League because uh, we're not the whole tournament, but against Real Madrid specifically. Um. Mm-hmm. We were poor towards the end, and obviously we look, look after Christmas. We started slowing down because of you know Chilwell and James, but then naturally we just faded away, and we were just boring, boring, boring. It's really, I feel like yeah. someone of common sense would kind of use that as almost justification for it because it's not just these seven games we've had; it's the nature of the performances and how we've even scraped wins. Um to get him because look at our wins Ken like West Ham obviously people are going to say maybe you still got the result but you shouldn't have performance was shit and lucky result right cool Um, Mm. Leicester um, I think we was decent obviously red card man down um, they had 50 chances to score they should have scored so we got away with it in a like you can make the case right and obviously Tottenham like our only good performance we um Drew and then the win against Everton that wasn't convincing, that was shit as well. So, just really boring to watch. And I think the board just almost had enough. And obviously, the Zagreb loss was just there, like, all right, do you know what? Like, this is what the fuck are we doing here? And just got rid of him. I just don't understand the timing of it though, because you've just finished the window, mm. you've just gotten some players that he wants. Now, you have he has some time, obviously, you're playing. Uh, or not your play the way you've been playing has not been great. So just give him like to the let's say a month to this end of this month. And if it's still bad, then yeah, right me something. I think it's I actually like the timing. Really? When I look no, hear me out, hear me out. So we've got fixtures that are not easy because there's nothing easy in the prem, but relatively better fixtures. We've got Fulham, then uh Liverpool, then we've got like Wolves, Aston Villa. Uh, like very winnable games, right? Like 
work heavily expected. Yeah, so then if you gave him the time, oh, winnable but, games. I'm just thinking because we're shit under him, right? Like we're really struggling against shit teams with him, right? I feel yeah. like we might as well use this, you know, the like usual momentum from a new manager and this random boost players get and turn into gods for the next few weeks. So at least make sure we win these games because they're important. Then, like, if Tuchel loses to Liverpool, it's almost it's not a surprise. It's not a big deal in like the on paper, right? It's like cool. You're both underperforming. Yeah, top teams. But so. like, just purely on paper, it's it's not the worst. But if you're dropping points against Fulham, Wolves, Villa, whoever else we have, that's like a lower end of the table. You're there, like. Well, fuck, okay, we're going to sack him now. But now we are an extra five, ten points behind Liverpool, um, Arsenal, United, um, Tottenham. And obviously, yeah. So, for me, I actually like the timing of it because fuck it. Just cut him, cut your losses straight. Boom. I, f- I feel sorry for Aubameyang, honestly. <laughs> the guy the- came for Thomas Tuchel, literally, and he got 60 minutes. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, is what is. Remember how many times I've said, like, look, the the system doesn't accommodate for any attacking player. Like yeah, Sterling, it Sterling's didn't. got it never goals, did. and after maybe the first two or three weeks with decent performances, like Sterling's fading. He he comes into the game hot, like energetic, and he just fades away. Mount obviously he's been under criticism quite a lot, fades away. Havertz got a random like goal against West Ham non-existent right not a single attacking player can thrive under this system and there was even like um sort of screenshot right against southampton where we had the ball maybe on the right wing okay and when i say we did like a full ring around like we've got like 10 left backs like a few players up front a few in the midfield but there's such a big gap in the middle with not a single chelsea player yeah and you compare that to like city where Silva will go and occupy that, but not um De Bruyne is constantly in there. Gundogan will drift into that to occupy it. They have players everywhere, triangles, five, ten yard passes there possible. Where Chelsea, the only safe pass there is is to go backwards, and that's why you see just twenty four seven just shit, boring football because we're just passing around with no intention. Yeah, I understand the sacking because he had a very bad start to the season. Even the end of last season, it's just it was a bit of shocking at like the timing. I was, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, well, vague ones that he's not like. Obviously, recently in his press conferences, he's been a bit like, "fuck's sake," like everything shit in a way. Um, but he's also apparently he's like he's been a bit more quiet in like training, like almost like a slight disconnect from players. Like I don't know how true that is or not, but. Apparently. So, I don't know. I don't mind it. But, like I kind of said in the little tweet, like, I don't mind it as long as you have a good replacement in place. And yeah. The fact that we're highly likely to get Potter, apparently, because obviously we said that the odds have dropped drastically since this morning. Um, um, what do you think? Do you think Potter would be a good fit? I understand why we're going to go for him, because... He's been linked with the next England move, if it wasn't for this, of course, um, for after Southgate um, at the World Cup, if he performs badly, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brian, obviously, have done very good at the start of the season. So 
that's another reason. And he also knows how to play free at the back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he understands the system pretty well. So that's another reason. And you've probably been looking at him for like the start of the season, if uh, probably the last few games then, considering that you've clearly had this like in process of like thinking about sacking him because you don't just sack someone just because of one bad um, game. Very quickly. To... Yeah, you won your last Prem game, so it's it clearly was coming. Yeah. You just needed a reason to do it, and yeah, you, you had that. And then he's clearly the favourite now. You've kind of like offered him a contract to trying to speak to Brighton. It's going. It looks like he's moving quite quickly. Yeah. But at the same time, he's got no like real experience at a top club. I, I understand that, but I feel like when you look at things fundamentally, like he'll be able to. I don't. I think egos won't be a problem for him because if you get them playing the good style of football and something that they enjoy playing that they're willing to do, which I think they're professional enough to do so. Yeah, I don't think that's a big problem because, like I said, we don't have an Mbappe. We don't have a. Yeah, you have a Bamiang ego. To be honest, because he's not like a main player, like he's just come, so yeah, he's just come in, so he's going to be like a good boy until he gets comfortable. Um, and by that time, his contract will run out, so you know, I'm not too worried about that aspect. I just want to, I just want to play good football, to be honest, because we haven't played good football in since Lampard, yeah. And the only problem with Lampard was just chances were missed and then dodginess happened um <laughs> but the only other player or player manager i would have liked to see even though Foy woods unrealistic was zidane just because i want a good brand of football we've missed that like the last zidane, time I remember... you say zidane good brand of football he had real madrid each time it's not like he's done anything special he had a he had a special team yeah like, well obviously he has to implement his style of play but at the same time it's real madrid but at least we can attack. Do you know they I mean? all they all know how to play good football. I want to like I said Lampard like it was the last time obviously we played more attacking football. The last time I really remember like love love watching Chelsea play was probably Ancelotti back in 2010, where really? we scored like a hundred fucking goals or whatever it was. Like it was ridiculous. You won two Champions League since then, you didn't like the football. <laughs> well, the was the. You could say a lucky run, right? But it was counter-attacking, right? Conte was yeah. bringing the back again based on defensive solidity. Solidity, fuck it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Mourinho afterwards, obviously not known for massive attacking football. Um, yeah. So we had in between Sari. There was a lot of criticism about, you know, possession, no intent. And it's been very similar since. Like I said, Lampard brought it back for a little bit, but it wasn't like clean-cut Ancelotti time. That's the last time I remember it. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to it, if that was to happen. Because you lot play good football, right? Man City, no, I know. I love our football at the moment. We play good football. And to be honest, like, now what? Well, I don't think playing three at the back, you're going to get that kind of football either, though. Well, Brighton are doing it, though. Look at Brighton. True, but it's not even it's not so much the formation because like Barcelona three at the back, back at the moment and it's fluid, right? But is the is the intent in your passing is the one touch, two touch passing is the quick movement in and out. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? 
it's more than just uh, fuck it, give it to Reese James, pray he shoots from the fucking halfway line because what I've hoped we have, or what just pass it to chill and hope he does the same. It, it's just nothing. So, mm. no, um, I understand. But we'll move on from Chelsea. What do you think of the Bournemouth sacking? Do you think that was justified or what's your take? Well, I feel like his one was more to do with um, his opinions on the team and that the team weren't good enough more than the actual results. Mm. Um, so I, if the board wanted to get rid of him because of his negativity about them, Fair enough, but I don't think it's really justified on like his results because it was what four games in. You can't judge a manager on four games. Yeah, especially so, them were what Liverpool, uh, City and Arsenal. Yeah, well, and you got the win against uh, was it Villa? The first uh, Aston Villa in the first game. Yeah. Do you know I I agree with the. Um, I feel bad for Scott Parker because I I'm. I if I was in his position, I'd be the same. Like I want to succeed. I, I don't want to like whatever team I'm playing for or managing. I don't just want to survive. Like I know realistically your goal is to survive. But I want to win the league. That's my mentality. Win, win in every game. Win every game. Yeah. So belief that you can beat City. You know it's not likely. You know the odds are against you, but it's possible, right? And I think you have to have that belief. And obviously Scott Parker kind of wants that. And then the board are kind of shitting on him. But I, I get why the board are doing it because they're not a Premier League team. And for them, eventually, yeah. obviously, COVID's hit. Um, They're not going to invest heavy this summer. They need to recoup their losses coming out of their pockets. They need to be stable. And they don't mind going back to the championship. Come back in, uh, parachute payments, get back out, maybe another big payment. And then maybe they can start building towards that, let's survive properly. But until yeah. they just kind of need a not poster boy, but like someone just just do what is in line with the club's ambitions. If you stay up, great. But if you don't, we don't mind too much. Mm. Yeah, and... one of the fans really because they're kind of almost accepting defeat, but got a win against Forest. So this is yeah strange. from two 0 down. So <laughs> fight to the end. Why not? Mm, all right, so who do you think is the next to go? I'll be our last little... It has to be Brendan Rodgers. Um, it's funny because he's also a candidate for the Chelsea job. Um, yes, mm, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's had experience at Chelsea before um, as like an assistant. So it's not like he doesn't know the club. And he's not a bad manager. I think no. he's just been given a, a sh- nothing over the summer. Everyone else has, like, gotten better, good signings, and he's had nothing, and he's just had to struggle with this team. But with but, zero results, like... Consciously, it would kill me. Like, obviously, Graham Potter is, like, all right, recent times, of course, he's on the way up, right? He's overachieving, you can say. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is severely underachieving. <laughs> my mind is it's like, not happening. It's just I know, but that. my eyes is like, can we not fucking touch Brendan Rodgers right now? Like, I get overall his career, his actual CV doesn't look too bad, right? Even when he was at Liverpool, um, you know, he did fine, right? Yeah. Just, just not now. Just let him. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it went down. You see it? The odds one point zero five now. Pen on paper, ready. Go on, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think 
probably has to go. I mean, I think Lampard, after the performance against um, Liverpool, I think they've got confidence because they've got Calvert-Lewin back and I feel like he'll be allowed a bit more time. Yeah, the same with Steven Gerrard, the mm. performance against Man City also. It's just... It's just buying time, basically. And um, but if nothing gets better soon, they're both gonna be sacked not too long after. Honestly. Mm, yeah, I think. Do you know the interesting one would be um Bielsa, obviously way out of reach in terms. I of think Bielsa. Bielsa would be great, honestly. It would be very funny for Chelsea because you guys have good defenders, so he's allowed to have like as many attackers as he wants. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is we will stop defending. These defenders will turn into strikers for some. Oh, reason. you 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 fucked up with getting rid of Alonso then, because that would have been his favorite thing in the world. Well, no, do you know it would have actually been because we got the people for the high energy like Mount Gallagher uh, like I wouldn't I wouldn't really want Gallagher starting right now but you know Kovacic is quite mobile Kante when he's fit you've actually got the players to press yeah. quite intensively with obviously James Chilwell Kukurea. um could have could have worked it would, would have been interesting but and it would have made for entertainment every Chelsea game being like 5-3 do you know <laughs> what better than fucking 1-0 to Zagreb so I don't know maybe would have been interesting, but you know I doubt it's ever gonna happen. This one I saw Emma Hayes. That would have Emma been Hayes. Uh, she's the Chelsea one, uh, Chelsea women's. Oh, okay. You won like she's basically won like everything like last year. I don't know if we did the quadruple, we didn't. We that, won, you like, won the Super League for definite. I know that we won at least two or three trophies. I remember that, but she's been very good for a while now, um, yeah. Like, I think, obviously, she's got the CV for it, but just, sadly, you just can't see You it can't there. jump that that yeah. that far up from women's to Chelsea, fo- like, men's football team. It's you know what it is? I find it weird, right? But I feel like it's in our subconscious, like, it just genetically, like, um, can you imagine her, like, like, so her ordering around the dressing room, I feel like, subconsciously the players like they just don't have the exact same respect as they would for of course because latch can you name one single female manager in men's football no but no exactly exactly there's not and it just wouldn't happen because sadly to say Mm. men in this society would just probably wouldn't listen to a female manager because you picture someone like Diego Costa, obviously not Chelsea player now, but like someone Diego Costa was just an anger management 24-7. Like <laughs> listening to Emma Hayes. And he doesn't even speak English still. You just sat there like, he's not going to listen. He doesn't care. <laughs> or like, or, but like a worse one, someone of an ego like Mbappe. Can you imagine him? Like he's running the club already and he's thinking, well, who the fuck is she to manage me? Um, oh, yeah. Well, that yeah, just like, would never happen, honestly. Um. Well, it wouldn't sure. happen for a good another 50 years, maybe never even. But well, it's more likely than Seth Fabregas. Go on, Emma. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Seth Fabregas was on there. I looked at that. I was like, mm. the guy has just moved to, to Serie A 2. Yeah. Why would you... Okay, but yeah. It's quite interesting ones, though. Scott Parker's obviously, obviously, these are massive ones at like 51 now. Fuck knows what they were this morning, but like Lampard, that's an interesting one. Like quite a few <laughs> funny names. Di Matteo. Roberto Martinez would have been interesting. Um, yeah. But then. John Terry is up there. 
go on. Ter- do you know what? I would one day, one day he will be. Um, yeah, him and Lampard will come back together, innit? They actually have to, they should do like a double, like Drake Kareemad, who <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? This is, uh, we'll see what happens. Grandpa are most likely to be a manager. Hopefully, he can build up good football. Obviously, not what you lot want to hear from rival fans, but um, I'll definitely be more excited for, yeah, but especially after like, um, international break and especially after world cup we've got time to work and really implement your style because it's not gonna happen overnight mm. to it. and yeah that's pretty much it for today now yeah that's it but yeah so hopefully you lot enjoyed um make sure you subscribe rate and review and let us know what you think on the two short sacking and we'll see you lot next time in a bit in a bit oh.